This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. It's not often you get to chat to somebody here on the Kona Edge who is a fantastic runner, sub-three-hour Kona marathoner, and there aren't too many people on the planet who have done that as, as an age group, and it's a great pleasure to welcome back onto the Kona Edge today, Ryan Giuliano. Ryan, welcome. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me. It's got a nice ring to it, sub-three-hour marathon on the Big Island. Gee, it's, uh, that's pretty special. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's it's always been a. I mean, before before this year, it was, it's always been a goal for me to sort of crack that three hour barrier. Uh, I, I was inching my way and getting closer year after year, but never did it. And uh, this year finally happened, and and uh, had a really good race out there. I asked you this on the swim. What does it take to to swim a sub sixty uh, Ironman swim? But what is what does it take to run a, a sub three hour marathon at the back end of an Ironman? Oh, so this, I would say the biggest thing is, is dialing in the effort and, and getting comfortable. Uh, I would say almost I, I take a different approach to, to my running style. So um, I don't really pay attention to what pace I'm running, and it's more of listening to the body, what's comfortable. Um, and it, it, as strange as it sounds, there, there's a, even in my first Ironman this year in Ironman, Texas, uh, I just went out and started the marathon at the end, whatever was comfortable. And that, that first mile just happened to be a 530. Uh, so that was a little bit shocking to me, but uh, it felt comfortable to me. So uh, that's that's sort of the approach that I take is trying to get comfortable at running a, a fast pace for a long distance, uh, for a long period of time, I guess. I guess. It, it definitely helps coming from a from a running background. <laughs> you mentioned that growing up, you, you ran, you came from a from a running family. It's It's something that's come pretty naturally to you, hasn't it? Yes. So I, mean, I, I probably started running when I was around nine, 10 years old, uh, just going to local races with my, my dad and old brother. Um, and then just continued from there, uh, just running local 5Ks, ran for my school, uh, and then ended up running in, in college as well. So yeah, it's definitely been something that's come a little bit more natural. You've been doing it for a long time. Is it possible to, to sort of pin it down to one thing that you think you've done over the years that's that's given you the biggest gains on your run? The the biggest part for me, I would say, is is adding in more runs off of my bike rides. Um, there's even, I mean, there's, there's often times where uh, I'll do a, a, a midweek bike workout, a very hard bike workout, uh, and, and jump out and go run fast for, four or five miles. Um, and then same thing I will, I'll run after every long ride that I do. Um, and it's actually, uh, my wife, Jackie, that told me to start doing that because when I first started doing the longer distance races, I really struggled, uh, putting together a good marathon at the end. Um, so she was the one that actually helped sort of helped me learn to run a little bit better off of the bike. It's one of those things that you, you can't really coach someone. The only way to get better at it is doing it. Yeah, it, I think it's just getting your body to respond and, and doing it um, uh, session after session is getting your body used to that feeling of running straight off the bike on tired legs and getting them to respond to how you want them to. As far as workouts go, what do you what do you love doing? Uh, I would say my favorite workout is doing. Uh, I, I like the shorter shorter stuff, so maybe uh, I like to do repeat repeat one miles um, at a pretty quick pace and then taking a short rest around two, three minutes between each one, easy jog 
and repeating for maybe uh maybe like six six by one mile is a really good workout for me uh and running them pretty quickly you mentioned in in our chat about the swim where you you said if you want to swim fast you've got to swim fast you you can't and and over the shorter distance you you obviously feel the same way about the running you you mentioned about coming from a background where you used to run 400s 800s do you still do a fair amount of work on the track or, or not really I, w- I wouldn't say that I go to the track very often, um, but I will incorporate still a lot of the, the 400s and 800s into my into my runs themselves. So that's one of the, the nice things about having um, I mean, watches right now that'll tell you how far you've gone. So uh, I can still do repeat 400s or 800s, and, and I definitely incorporate it. I mean, every week I'm doing some sort of speed session of where I'm running almost as hard as I can for short distances uh, and repeating that over and over. Ryan, I also have to ask you about your Kona finisher photo in 2016. Uh, pretty impressive feet getting off the ground that high. Some would say that you obviously didn't push hard enough on the run if you can jump that high after an Ironman. <laughs> uh, I would say sometimes it's just that adrenaline. I mean, there's... there's Nothing like that finish line in Kona, and it's it's just a whole nother feeling that you get. And I think uh, I think just about anyone feels like they can do anything when they're when they're crossing that line out in Kona. <laughs> I love it, Ryan Giuliano. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Kona Edge today. Much appreciated. Uh, looking forward to chatting next time out to a little bit about your nutrition strategy and how you approach things when it comes to Ironman. Thanks for your time today. All right, thanks, Brad. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Run like the wind. Our next free online running seminar is happening soon. Sign up now on the KonaEdge.com slash running seminar. Mm-hmm.